0: Compos O'Neill. I love the podcast. I, I like that it's really easy to learn about issues that way. For me, I'm a very audio person, so I can understand what's going on in this state. And I need someone to explain it to me in a fun, entertaining way, and they do that well. Um, I love the staff. So and I love their parties. They're very fun. <laughs> It's Tuesday, October 31st, 2023. Happy Halloween. This is the Progress Texas Daily Dispatch. Rapid response on the breaking news stories Texas progressives need to know. I'm Chris Mosier. Let's start with our thrice indicted, once impeached so far, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, who is managed by legal maneuvers, both known and unknown, to delay facing the music in a securities fraud case for eight long years. Philip Jankowski at the Dallas Morning News says Paxton will face trial. On April 15, 2024, on those long pending allegations, a judge ruled yesterday that delay pushing a decade was partly over the venue of the trial and lawyer's fees related to accusations that the attorney general illegally courted investors in a McKinney company without disclosing the financial benefits he would receive. The alleged crimes date back to when Paxton was a member of the House representing parts of Collin County. Two first degree felony charges of persuading several people, including a former state law Lawmaker to invest in a company called ServerG without disclosing that the AG received 100,000 shares of stock in the company. The stakes are much higher here than they were in the impeachment trial. Paxton faces life in prison if convicted, very serious business, and without, by the way, the protection, the overt protection anyway, of the likes of Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick or ultra-conservative petroleum-funded Christian nationalist PACs. To the border, John C. Moritz and Tal Gwynn write for USA Today that a federal judge ordered the Biden administration and Border Patrol agents to stop cutting through the razor wire installed at our border by Greg Abbott's Operation Lone Star to discourage unlawful immigration yesterday. With one notable caveat, the order does allow for agents to cut through wire in order to provide or obtain emergency medical aid from migrants, which is the primary reason federal agents have said they've been cutting it to begin with. Some migrants, including children, have been wounded by the wire after crossing the Rio Grande near Eagle Pass. U.S. District Judge Aliyah Moses of the Western District of Texas ruled that the order will be in effect pending the outcome of a hearing on the state's request last week that federal border authorities be barred from interfering with the state's razor wire. The aggressive border tactics of Operation Lone Star have raised numerous humanitarian and environmental concerns and have been targeted by at least two federal court actions. The razor wire has lacerated not only adults but also young children. Stick with immigration for a moment. That draconian mindset is on display at the Capitol as well as Texas Republicans prepare to push through harsh new immigration laws that will continue to escalate our state's clash with the feds. Gus Bova at the Texas Observer writes that those bills are on track to try and usurp the federal government's prerogative to set and enforce the nation's immigration laws, in particular House Bill 4, which authorizes state and local police to arrest or deport suspected unauthorized migrants essentially transferring federal border authority to local police officers. Roberto Lopez, an advocacy manager at the Texas Civil Rights Project, says, quote, It feels like a coming civil and human rights disaster. Not only does it criminalize people for being undocumented in Texas, it also encourages mass profiling of people, especially on the border, but potentially across the entire state, unquote. Again, to be clear, this new policy would allow any Texas peace officer, a local cop, sheriff's deputy, county constable, DPS officer, on his or her own judgment and authority to arrest and transfer a person he or she decides is present in Texas illegally to an international bridge and order them across into Mexico. No hearing, no process, no help. The law also protects the officer from any future repercussions of mistaken identity. Important read from the Texas Observer in the show notes this morning. Over to Houston, where a debate at Texas Southern University between mayoral candidates included a clash between U.S. House Rep Sheila Jackson Lee, whom Progress Texas has endorsed in the race, and fellow candidate Texas State Senator John Whitmire, the grudge being over the alleged audio clip of the representative berating a staffer in an expletive-laden rant released just over a week ago as early voting in the election began. Jackson Lee again sought to blame the recording's release, which she has yet to officially authenticate, On Whitmire, who has denied any involvement and argued that Jackson Lee was trying to divert the conversation away from the disturbing contents of the clip itself. Early voting in the Houston mayoral election continues through Friday. Election day is Tuesday, November 7th, one week from today. Out to D.C. for one on U.S. Representative Chip Roy, who by the miracle of gerrymandering represents parts of deep blue Austin in our nation's capital. Miranda Nazara at The Hill says that apparently without realizing the irony of his own words, Roy told a Fox Business host recently that his prioritizing of slashing federal spending over keeping the government open at all is, quote, trying to honor my commitment to the constituents that I represent, unquote. Roy refused to directly answer questions on whether he would steer the government back into risk of a shutdown over his goofball priorities. Apparently, a near miss with the federal government shutdown weeks ago, followed by three weeks of paralysis over House Republicans' inability to settle on a speaker, have changed nothing in the mysterious mind of Chip Roy. As Dallas Democratic Rep. Jasmine Crockett has said recently, buckle up, buttercups. How about a little sanity this morning? Eleanor Kleibanoff at the Texas Tribune says the U.S. Health and Human Services Department is funding 16 new maternal health research centers nationwide. And Texas gets a full quarter of those. Four new centers dedicated to reversing our growing numbers related to maternal mortality and morbidity will be founded at the University of Texas Rio Grande Valley, the University of Texas at Arlington, Texas Southern University, and Texas A&M University. All 16 in the new research centers are located at minority-serving institutions that enroll a high proportion of students of color and over the next five years, each will launch a program to address the specific needs of pregnant and parenting people in their local communities with an aim of developing interventions that can be scaled statewide and nationwide. That's great news indeed. Interesting headline in the Dallas Observer, here are some odd tweets from Texas Republicans. In other words, just another Tuesday, Simone Carter has been reviewing the accounts of some of our favorite batshit conservatives. Let's start with Ted Cruz. Fresh off costing the Houston Astros a World Series berth with his very presence at their last ALCS game with Texas, Cruz demands credit for the Astros' playoff success in the past as he apparently went to those games too. Then Ted congratulated Dallas for the win, apparently forgetting they're the Texas Rangers, and they're actually based in Arlington. Then there's former state senator and failed gubernatorial primary challenger Don Huffines, who says public schools are religious schools because, quote, secularism and atheism are clearly religious beliefs, unquote. Huffines adds that leftists, presumably that means you and me, quote, hate Christianity, hate the history and culture of the USA, hate free speech, hate successful people, hate freedom, hate low taxes, hate oil and gas, hate personal liberty, hate closed borders, hate all guns, hate the unborn, unquote. All those hates, by the way, in all caps. And there's more if you want more of that at the Dallas Observer link in the show notes. And finally today, new stats on the explosive growth of the Texas population from Dalia Fahid for the Fort Worth Star-Telegram on newly released U.S. Census Bureau state-level statistics on geographic mobility. Regarding people moving to Texas from other states, we outpaced the growth of every other U.S. state by a whopping 9 million newcomers over the first two decades of this century, a 43% explosion, with most of that growth centered in Rockwall, Hayes, Williamson, Fort Bend, Kaufman, Harris, Tarrant, Bear, Collin, and Denton counties. Harris County topping that list, having attracted 1.36 million new people. On the other hand, we did lose just under 500,000 last year with most of those heading to, or in some cases I'm sure back to, California, Florida, Oklahoma, Colorado, and Georgia. Here at Progress Texas, we say, instead of giving up on Texas, get in the game. And let's make Texas a better place to be. And that's the Progress Texas Daily Dispatch for this Tuesday, October 31st, 2023. Links to all these original stories can be found in our show notes. Reminder once again that it's time to vote. Early voting on those 14 constitutional amendments and local ballot items as well is underway now. And in this low turnout, high impact election, you have a unique opportunity to have a big impact on the future of our state. Find everything you need to know about voting in Texas at GoVoteTexas.org and grab our popular voting guide and consider making and donation to help us continue our important work at ProgressTexas.org. I'm Chris Mosier. Thanks for listening. Have a happy and safe Halloween, and we'll see you again tomorrow morning.